This podcast was brought to you by AD Banker and Company, specialists in licensing your office staff for property and casualty or life and health since 1979. Licensing webinar classes now available so your staff can study and learn at home or right there in your office. For more information, go to adbanker.com. Well, Robert, uh, welcome to our program. Uh, it's great to have you on again. Uh, thank you, Dennis. Uh, thank you for having me. Say, uh, Robert, uh, you know, the, one of the reasons that uh, I wanted to reach out to you is because of the technology, of course, is changing so fast. Uh, technology is changing the way people buy insurance. It's changing the way producers communicate with their customers about buying insurance or selling insurance. And uh, in coming across your technology, uh, which appears to be a consumer-friendly uh, uh, tool, uh, uh, just intrigued me. So I just wanted to call and have a visit with you and see if we can learn more about uh, about uh, your read on uh, technology and buying life insurance. Oh, well, thanks. Um, yeah, it's true. Um, technology is changing pretty quickly. And, uh, in fact, uh, more and more consumers are, are really going online to to look for life insurance and research life insurance and get educated about life insurance before they shop. Um, and so as a result, um, they're, uh, you know, they're finding uh, term quote sites and, and other types of sites um, to uh, get acquainted with. And uh, But one of the things that they're not really finding is advice and they're, they're not finding actually licensed uh, professionals, insurance agents, uh, to help them and guide them through the sales process. So that's one of the things that we, we want to address. You know, as you know, most of our audience is uh, our licensed producers across the country and and uh, all of which, uh, uh, you know, occasionally feel threatened by technology and threatened that maybe technology is taking their place. And, of course, we're firm believers that there's a place for the producer in the marketplace. And uh, uh, yours appear to be... Uh, marrying both uh, something that could be utilized by consumers, but but it's including the producer in the the sale process. Is am I getting that right? Yeah, that's very true. Um, I have been involved in the insurance industry for the last twenty five years or so. I started off as a producer. Uh, I've been a consultant to uh, other producers, to wholesalers, to insurance companies. So I'm very familiar with uh, the value that. Uh, that, that producers bring to the sales process. It's, it's absolutely critical. Um, there's such an educational gap that I don't think some consumers even understand or even appreciate. So it's absolutely critical that before any consumer actually buys that they, that they sit down with a professional. Um, and so our, our uh, technology um, really kind of marries the uh, producer uh, to the consumer online uh, and make sure that they are part of the sales process, even though it's an online process. So we like to call it a constructive technology rather than a disruptive technology. You know, I, I noticed uh, you kind of describe yourself as the designer of a virtual decision-making system. Uh, what do you mean by that in terms of a virtual decision-making system? Right. Well, in a way, our goal is really not to... Uh, uh, not to sell anything online. We don't actually make any commissions ourselves. We're not acting as a broker ourselves. Um, our goal is just to make sure that the consumer makes the best possible decision and to make sure that the producer helps the consumer make the best possible decision online. Um, and so 
what we've done is we've created this project-based sales system so that a consumer can come to Lifester and start a project, uh, which is basically a um, a single scrollable web page uh, that uh, will contain um, ultimately all of the information that and the goals and the objectives that the consumer wants to achieve. And in that same web page, the producer will embed the strategies and the solutions that the producer recommends. But because it's a digital project, that project can then be shared with other parties of interest. So the consumer can then invite family, friends, other personal advisors who can then contribute feedback to the project. And as a result, the project can change and morph. And uh, as a result of that, um, the consumer can then uh, vet the solutions and, and decide, okay, is this for me? Should I move forward or not? And so it becomes kind of a team-based collaborative approach to making a decision and moving forward. So in, uh, if the consumer puts in, I'm, I'm assuming, some personal information uh, mm-hmm. that they maybe are cautious about anybody else looking at or seeing it, have you had any reluctance or resistance uh, to consumers or what assurances do they have that that information they put in is only going to be limited to who can see it and that it remains private? Yeah, very important. Uh, yeah, so initially what happens is the consumer will come and they'll start a project and they'll actually be able to decide which producer they, they want to work with. They can either uh, come and bring their own producer with them or they can pick a producer from the directory uh, that we have to work with um, or, um, uh, you know, they can... Um, uh, you know, they they might be uh, be brought in by uh, their own pr- producer, but however it is that they end up um, linking up with a producer, now um, they're going to be working in a secure environment, so everything is encrypted, um, and most of what they're going to be uh, sharing with one another is 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 not going to be. Um, terribly sensitive information anyway. It's mostly going to be uh, information about strategies and so forth. To the extent that they do decide to share very sensitive information, we have built into the system the ability to uh, share documents using um, a, a very, very uh, highly secure document sharing system uh, that uses military-grade encryption and two-factor authentication and watermarking and so forth. So we do have those types of things built in if they want to take advantage of them. But for the most part, they may not need them. The other thing is that if they want to invite uh, other team members, for example, if they want to uh, get the feedback of their CPA or their estate planning attorney or their family or friends, they are the ones who decide um, who to invite or not to invite. Um, These projects are not generally available uh, to anybody searching the Internet. So these are very, very private projects. They're by invitation only. You know, could you give me, uh, I had noticed that uh, one of the features is that they can invite uh, opinions or uh, friends or family uh, or personal advisors. What would be some examples of... uh, why they would want to invite uh, family members into this discussion or, or other people? What uh, what situations would they be uh, needing to face? Well, in my experience selling insurance, what I've noticed, and I'm sure most producers can relate to this, 
um, buying insurance is, is, is really something that is a, a family affair. Um, often the decision to buy insurance affects a number of different people. There may be other family members that are contributing premium, for example. If, for example, in a gifting situation, you might have parents or grandparents that are contributing premium and, um, you know, using their annual exclusions, perhaps gifting to a trust and so forth. So there may be a number of different reasons why other family members may be involved or interested from a gifting perspective. There may be other family members who may be interested because they're beneficiaries. Or you just may want their opinion because um, because they're loved ones and you respect their opinions. And that may be true of friends and that may be true of other advisors as well. So part of it may be may just be to get their feedback and part of it may be because of their personal involvement. I noticed on your website uh, that you had both uh, projects and templates. What's the difference between a project and a template? Uh, they were kind of in uh, displayed uh, uh, there on your site. Sure. Um, well, we have uh, we have a few different um, types of, of users, and uh, one of the types of users we have um, are groups. So, um, in addition to um, producers being able to join, producers might want to form groups, or or wholesalers might want to form groups, or even insurance companies might want to form groups in order to promote their products or their strategies or their services to other producers. So it's not at all uncommon, for example, for a producer to do joint work and, and be an expert in a particular strategy and want to tell other producers about, about the strategy and to promote that strategy. So it's possible, therefore, for these producers or these insurance companies or these wholesalers to promote these strategies uh, in the form of these marketing projects. And they can turn these marketing projects also into templates that can then be downloaded by other producers who join their groups, and then they can then be repurposed by these other producers and turned into projects to make it easier for them to start new projects for their own clients. So it becomes a way, basically, to network uh, with one another and to share ideas within the industry, one producer to another, or uh, from an insurance company sharing a product with a producer or a product idea with a producer and so forth. Yeah, well, that's neat. That's neat. I, now, I see uh, consumers, of course, can uh, join for free and be involved for free. Uh, I presume there's a fee for producers to be involved? Yeah, so uh, for producers, we, we use a freemium model. So producers uh, can actually join for free and stay for as long as they like. Um, they can create up to five client projects uh, per month for an unlimited period of time. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, the, the only caveat really is that um, when they do that, they, they, um, they're not really seen by consumers that come. So if you recall, um, we're also going to be promoting Lifester to consumers to come and get free uh, advice or free recommendations from producers. So the free producer will not have a place in the directory. So if a consumer comes to Lifester, they will not receive the lead from the uh, consumer, but they'll be able to use uh, Lifester uh, in, with their own clients uh, and, and have all the other advantages of Lifester. Uh, for $99 a month, um, they'll get all of the advantages, including the uh, lead, lead generation 
uh, and ability to create up to 25 uh, projects per month. And then for the 199 a month, we've got the 50 projects a month and, uh, you know, lots of other additional features as well. So if uh, an individual producer want to utilize the program, how would they go about uh, uh, using, say they subscribed uh, today, how would they go about uh, uh, by the end of the week uh, utilizing the tool that you've pr- you're providing to them? Yeah, so it's real easy. I mean, they would basically just go to the website at www.lifestreet.com and uh, they would just uh, go to the pricing page and sign up. It's, uh, it couldn't be any easier. Um, and uh, before you know it, they literally would be brought to the project page to create their own project. And once they do that, they can just start inviting clients r- right away. Um, we are actually uh, planning on launching um, on May 1st, which is uh, at the uh, AALU event. And we're going to have a booth at, AAL- at AALU. Uh, so that really is our kind of scheduled launch date. So, um Fingers crossed. That's hopefully when when when, when this will be uh, ready for everybody to uh, yeah. uh, to get started. Yeah. Now, is this a, a planning tool for uh, both fixed uh, life insurance annuities? Uh, is it available for variable products, securities products, and the whole planning process, or is it just just focused on the life insurance transaction? Yeah. Great point. Um, yeah. So this is really for any any fixed product uh, or any, I should say, any uh, product that can be sold with a um, a license to sell fixed life insurance products. So that would include annuities, but it would not include variable annuities. It would include, it would not include anything, a- anything that would be considered a security. Yeah. Now, I, I noticed uh, also in uh, looking at your, some of your background that you're a published author that you had an award uh, and some recognition in the Trusts and Estates magazine uh, a few years ago. Uh, so uh, so you are an attorney and an advisor yourself? I'm an attorney by, by background. That's true. It's, it's been many years since I've actually practiced, but um, you know, my, my, uh, my history is that I, I started off practicing law, um, mostly in the employment law area and, and estate planning area. Um, and uh, I gravitated over into the uh, life insurance arena back uh, around 1990. So it's, it's been a while since I practiced, since I actually practiced law, but that's true. Yeah, you know, and uh, you, you of course have founded uh, a previous company and are uh, doing uh, involved in premium financing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, here, Lifester. Uh, what was your biggest motivator for starting this? What do you feel like? You know the the catalyst has been and uh, and your motivation for uh, starting this enterprise. Uh, you know, uh, in terms of uh, what's the driving force behind that uh, that's in the marketplace. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, two things really. Um, number one, I, you know, in the premium financing arena, which is really what I've been focused on in the last several years, these are very complicated sales, and it's it's very difficult to explain. Uh, in-depth transactions to clients. These uh, it, it's it's these these types of transactions involve a number of different parties, accountants, attorneys, uh, different types of different family members that have have to get involved. And so, typically, the producer has to um, has to not only explain these things 
in depth, but they have to explain them multiple times, over and over and over again. And then the transactions take so long that by the end of the transaction, they typically have to explain them all over again. Um, so often I found myself, and I think producers often find themselves wishing they could clone themselves. And that's kind of what Lifester allows you to do. These projects are self-explanatory uh, because uh, anyone can log in and scroll their way down the project page and watch videos and look at the, uh, you know, review the explanations and open up the PDF files and so forth and really kind of in a very, very visual way um, get a very, very detailed explanation of, of what the project is actually about or what the strategy is actually about. So it's just a much, much easier way for people to get acquainted with the project without actually uh, the agent having to explain it, uh, you know, face-to-face -face every single time. So that was one of the motivations, uh, to figure out a way to virtually clone the producer uh, and make it easier to present. Um, the other reason is that um, this is one of the unique industries where the industry itself has been kind of resistant to technology. Um, I think it's time really for um, for the industry to kind of acknowledge that consumers are more and more coming online and looking to find uh, answers to their life insurance needs and, and to find these solutions and to actually find agents uh, online and to have them there uh, and waiting to greet them online. And so um, I just think that there's a need for that. I think the time has come for that, and I'm hoping this is the answer. Well, it's uh, Robert, that's a great explanation, and I think I have a better understanding uh, of what your technology does, and I hope our listeners do as well. For any of you who came in late, uh, this is uh, our guest today is Robert Strauss, who is the CEO of Lifester Corporation uh, in New Canaan, uh, Connecticut. And uh, we really appreciate you coming in today and uh, having a conversation and sharing with us uh, what this, uh, uh, what I guess, constructive technology for life insurance uh, initiative is all about. Great. Thanks very much, Dennis. Appreciate it. Oh, hi, you're still here. Say, if you are interested in reaching thousands of licensed insurance producers across the country, why not consider sponsoring a guest podcast? If you had sponsored this episode, we would be telling thousands of listeners daily about you and your company. Find our contact information to request prices and availability at insuranceradio.com.